0: Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Football CU Podcast. This is Andrew here with you this week. And on this week's show, we're going to discuss the week 16 slate of games. It's the fantasy playoffs. Things are just winding down to the finale. It's the semifinals in most leagues. We need to make sure you are set up for success. We're also going to discuss that really fun saints and rams game lots of fantasy goodness in that one but first as we always have to do let's start with the word of god and we're going to dive into the book of romans one of my favorite books in the bible romans chapter 1 verse 16 i am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of god for the salvation of everyone who believes first for the jew then for the gentile very beginning part. I am not ashamed of the gospel. That's the way we need to live. We need to live not being ashamed and wanting to spread the good news, spread the gospel, spread his word everywhere we go. Not being scared to, not being nervous or anxious, but being excited. We are not ashamed of his word. Okay. Now let's talk about that Thursday night game. Man, I needed a lot from it personally in one of my leagues, and I got a good amount. Um, let's start with the with the Saints here. Um, so they, they didn't really play that well this game, but they stormed back. They fought. And they made it a close game. Um, Kamara didn't really do much. He only got 19 rushing yards. If you started Alvin Kamara with his 19 rushing yards and his five catches for 16 yards and you might not be looking too good so far this this week in the semifinals. You have a lot of players left. You still have some hope, but man, that is not what you expected from one of the fantasy superstars. But who really did pay off was Chris Olave. 13 targets, nine catches for a buck twenty-three. You gotta love that. Over 20 fantasy points. You will take that every single time. And Rashid Shahid had a great game as well with his touchdown, his long um, over-the-shoulder touchdown that um, Derek Carr threw to him. He was wide open. He had five catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. You'll take that as well if you started him. He really paid off for you. And Derek Carr played really well too, honestly. Three touchdowns, um, three touchdown passes, 319 yards. I'm actually playing against him in the league that I really needed a couple of my Rams players to pay off in. I didn't realize that Kyron playing at Derek Carr and that he was gonna play that well. I was like, really? And for the Rams, Stafford played really well, over 300 yards, passing two touchdowns. Um, but the two stories of this night was Kyron Williams. Who just does Kyron Williams things? He didn't get a single target, which is interesting. Usually he's involved in the pass game, but still 22 carries, 104 yards and a touchdown. Love it. Love it. He got you about 16 points. You'll take that. Not his 20-plus that he's been getting, but 16 is solid. If that's his floor, lovely. You absolutely love that. But the biggest story, Puka Nakua. Man, did he go off nine receptions, 164 yards, and a touchdown. And really, he almost had another touchdown. The ball just went just past him. He didn't quite get his hands around in time. He crushed it, and he had a couple rushes as well. He had over 30 fantasy points this game. Fantastic. Cooper Cup, he was kind of quiet. He dropped a touchdown pass that just hit him in his hands, his fingertips. He couldn't reel it in, but he still got 12 targets. So you will take that all day, every day. It was a great day for those Rams players. I needed Cooper Cup and Pukunuku to go off, and they pretty much did, but I'm still projected to lose by just a little bit. So I still have a little bit of hope there. All right, now let's get into the Saturday game. So we're going to start here with the Bengals and the Steelers. So the biggest thing for the Bengals is Jamar Chase is going to be out this game. So if you have him in your um, on your team, make sure he's out of your lineup. This is going to be a T Higgins game. Um, he kind of went off last Saturday against the Vikings. At the end of the game, he was kind of quiet the first half. I don't know if he had a single catch, but that touchdown catch he had where he kind of did extend no arms was crazy. So he is going to have a big game this week against the Steelers. Tyler Boyd should be okay as well with Jamar Chase out. Um, and Tanner Hudson, not someone to keep your eye on. He's been being involved in the past game as a tight end, and tight end is so difficult sometimes could be a decent streamer this week, depending on who you have, maybe some injuries, maybe you have Dalton Kincaid, who hasn't been playing well, just a thought there, Um, and then for the Steelers, Mason Rudolph is going to play this game, and I don't think that really changes anything, I don't think he's really any worse than Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, it's basically the same thing, honestly. Um, And the Bengals' defense isn't that great. Their run defense is weak. Their Pass defense is fairly weak. So you should feel okay about, like, Anaji Harris. Jalen won a little bit to a lower extent. He hasn't been playing as well lately, but possible flex play. Um, And Deontay Johnson, he's been dealing with a little bit of an injury, but I think he's going to go. I'm recording this um, on Friday morning, so that's the only news I have is I think he's going to go. But if he doesn't, George Pickens will be more involved, but I don't know if I would trust him still because he just doesn't have that heart, it looks like. He didn't block on that play, and he says he doesn't want to get hurt. I don't know how much engaged he is. I don't know. It's kind of concerning to me. But um, I might avoid him if you can, unless Deontay Johnson is out. Then you kind of have to start Pickens by necessity. Next up, we have the Bills and the Chargers. And for the Bills, this has kind of been interesting. Since they fired their offensive coordinator and they um, changed play callers, they've been focusing on short passing game and ground and pound. And that's been working. James Cook has thrived. He's RB3 since they changed play callers, which no one really saw that coming. And the other part is their pass game has kind of dipped as well. Stephon Diggs has not been involved, and I really need him to be involved because um, I have him on a really deep lead. That I need some fantasy goodness from him, and he just has not been doing much lately. And Josh Allen's been fine because of his rushing, but he really hasn't been passing the ball that much, especially last week. Last week, he only had like a 70-something yards passing, which is insane, and they destroyed Dallas. Um, but in this game, I think they're going to be more balanced. The Chargers' defense isn't that great. The Cowboys' defense is. So um, they had to kind of focus on the run game, and their def- the Bills' defense just smothered Dallas, so they didn't really have to do much. But I think in this game, I think they'll be more balanced. James Cook will be involved. I think Josh Allen will throw the ball a little bit um, because they want to make sure they win this game and don't overlook it because they have to win this game, and then they need to win next week against the Patriots, I believe. And they need the Dolphins to lose. And then week 18, it's for the division. Bill's Dolphins. That'd be be fun if that was the case. And then for the Chargers, Easton Stick's going to get the start again. Um, But what I'm really looking at and concerned about is it sounds like Keenan Allen is going to miss again. And I don't know what to say about Austin Eckler. He just has not been Austin Eckler. The Bills defense is good, but not fantastic. Their run defense, you can run on them a little bit. So he should have some opportunities, and I know he is such a competitor, and he's a fantasy player, so he wants to do the best he can. If I had Austin Eckler, I would start him, and I'd feel okay about it this week. I think he's going to be involved, even in the past game, there'll be some dump-offs. So um, I, I think you can fire him up and feel okay, but you do, you do have concern for what's been happening lately. They've been kind of spreading the ball around as well, but... Austin Eckler has a lot of competitive nature, a lot of heart. He's not going to let this continue. I think you can start him and feel okay as an RB2 or a flex. Not the RB1 that you drafted, unfortunately. Now we're going to go to the Sunday games. We're going to start with the Colts and the Falcons. This is actually a really important game. Both teams need to win to stay in the playoff hunt. Um, If the Colts lose, they're still kind of in it. If the Falcons lose, they're basically eliminated. So I don't think mathematically they will be, but basically they will be. For the Colts, it sounds like Jonathan Taylor is going to give it a go. That's fantastic. I don't know about Zach Moss. Kind of feel like he might miss, but even if he is active, I don't think he's going to play much. So if you have Zach Moss, he's, you need to bench him this week, I believe. But Jonathan Taylor, you can start and feel happy about it. And it also sounds like Michael Pittman, he's been practicing. He might clear concussion protocol from that nasty hit last week. So I believe you can get him in your lineup, feel good about it. Falcons' defense is fine, but it's not great. And Gardner Minshew, he's been getting the ball to Michael Pittman, to Josh Downs, and to Alec Pierce. He's spreading the ball around really well. So you can start Pittman and feel good about it. Just like with um, Sean Taylor. He's going to have a great game. And for the Falcons, they're going to start Taylor Heineke this week, which I think is slightly better for their pass game, honestly. Um, biggest thing to me is what are they going to do with Bichon Robinson? I do believe that um, Arthur Smith is going to have to play him this week. Last week, they got cute. They wanted to get Tyler Angier and Carl Patterson more involved. Bichon had a fumble. So like, yeah, we're not going to play him anymore. I don't think Arthur Smith has the leeway to get cute anymore. Because if they don't make the playoffs, I truly believe he's not going to stay on that team. I believe he'll be fired. And they need to win to have a hope for the playoffs. And the best way they can is by getting the ball to their best players. It's a crazy concept. I don't know I don't know why anyone didn't think about this. So I think that he's gonna have a change of heart a little bit and I think Bijan will be heavily involved. I think he's gonna have a big game because the Colts run defense has not been great here of late. Next up, we have the Seahawks and the Titans. This will be an interesting game for a couple things. For the Seahawks, Ken Walker looked great last week. So you can start him with confidence. Not so much with Zach Charbonnet. He was not involved almost at all that entire game against the Eagles. And they were losing for a majority of that game. So, I mean, think that if they're losing, they need to catch up, they'd play Zach Charbonnet. But not really. Ken Walker was heavenly involved. So I think it's going to be his show from here on out. And also, JSN's been getting a lot more targets. He's looked great. He's kind of surpassing Ty Lockett a little bit. They're still involving Lockett, but he has not really been playing well. And for the Titans, this is where it gets interesting. Um, I th- believe Will Levis is going to miss this game, so it's probably going to be Ryan Tannehill, which is a f- it's fine for the pass game for Hopkins, for Okonkwo. But I don't know about Derrick Henry. Titans are eliminated from the playoffs. Derrick Henry's not going to be a Titan next year, most likely. So there's no real motivation to play him this week. And I don't know. I might be they might want to start thinking, hey, let's see what we really have in Tajay Spears. Could be a game where he gets more volume, more involvement than normal. And Derrick Henry might not really play much because they, why bother putting him at risk for injury when he wants to get one more decent contract with a new team. That's what I might believe. I have a um, choice to make in one of my leagues where I might have to start him over a David Montgomery. We'll get to him in a little bit. Um, Actually, the next game we talk about, because Tajay Spears might have that boom potential where David Montgomery doesn't really have that high of a ceiling. It's something I have to consider. I did put Tajay Spears in my um, daily um, lineup this week. We'll see how that works. the next game up, we have the Lions and Vikings. This is going to be such a good game. Both teams are fighting for so much. Lions, they are so, so desperately wanting to win this division. If they win, they win the division. And the Vikings really need to win to stay in the playoff hunt. Right now, they're barely in. They're hanging on by a thread. Um, And they are at home this week. They should have won the past few games that they've lost, and they know they should have. So they're going to try to fix some things. We'll see what happens. But for the Lions, um, they're going against a really good defense, especially against the run here of late. The Vikings' run defense has been strong, which gives me a little bit concern about David Montgomery. Not enough where you should bench him for anybody, because he's a great player. He's going to get enough volume to keep his floor high. I don't believe his ceiling's very high this week. He has to score to pay off. And the Vikings' run defense has been pretty good. But Jameer Gibbs, on the other hand, I think he is a really solid start because he's involved in the pass game really well. And what do the Vikings do? They blitz, they pressure, they bring heat. And if Jared Goff doesn't have time, he'll just dump it off to his little check down. Jameer Gibbs, who is fantastic in the open field. So I think Jameer Gibbs might have a big game this week. Um, and, of course, you're starting on Monroe and Sam Laporta. They're just fantastic. And for the Vikings, what I'm looking at here is I think Nick Mullins is fine. He's going to start again. He's not great, but he has that little that attitude, that go-getter, that gunslinger, or you know, whatever. I'm going to throw it. And that is kind of good for fantasy, especially with the playmakers he has with Justin Jefferson. TJ Hawkins and Jordan Addison. They're fantastic players. So I think they're going to be heavily involved. And Nick Mullins is just going to sling it out there to them. The Lions pass defense is their weakest point. Now their run defense is fairly strong normally. So um, I don't know if Madison's going to go. But even if he does, Ty Chandler's becoming the starter and the, the player now. But I might lower expectations just a little bit on Ty Chandler. He had a great game last week. Everyone fell in love with him. That was against a, a very poor Bengals defense. Lions run defense is not that bad. They're pretty decent, actually. So I don't know how high of a ceiling Ty Chandler has this week. You're going to start them, but maybe just a little bit lower to expectations. Then next up, we have the Commanders and the Jets. For the Commanders, I mean, their season's over with co- the Jets, basically, is as well. So they're just going to play and play for fun, not really have a lot of stress and concern and um, focus, so to speak, on this game. They're just going to, you know, wing it and sling it out there. So I think Sam Howell will play okay. The Jets defense is really good. But Sam Howell just throws the ball like crazy and he wants to target everyone. So who might really pay off? Their slot, Curtis Samuel. Because the Jets, on the outside of those corners, are top of the line. They're going to smother John Dotson and Terry McLaurin. But Curtis Samuel might get loose in the slot. It's very possible. Um, And I think Brian Robson might play, but I wouldn't really have too much concern on starting him against the Jets. Really, the only player for the commanders you feel okay starting would be Curtis Samuel. And then for the Jets, it's going to be the Trevor Simeon show, it sounds like, another quarterback for him. Um, And it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is, you know, done for the year. Finally, they finally admit that he is. Um, So... Don't have to worry about that distraction and that dumb storyline anymore. Just put that to rest. We're done. No more Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I think um, that Brees Hall should have a good game this week. Commander's defense is not good. Um, there was a crazy stat where they've like a lot of touchdowns to a running back almost all year this year. It's crazy every single game um, or 100 yards. It's just it's an insane stat. I don't have it with me, but I heard it the other day and I was like, wow and um also garrett wilson should have a good game because the commander's defense is just so bad so you can start wilson you can start Brees hall feel pretty good about it even with trevor Simeon as quarterback the next game we have is the packers and the panthers for the packers i think watson's probably gonna miss again i don't know he's been trying to get going and Jaden reed's been paying up as well um he might not play again i don't know it all depends on friday's practice report and if they miss, then Tamian Wicks is going to have a great game. Panthers defense is good, their pass defense, but who else has Jordan Love had to throw to? And they still have a shot at the playoffs, so they really need to win this game, and they should. Um, but Aaron Jones will have a big game. Panthers run defense isn't very strong. And then Dantamian Wicks should have a decent game, especially if Watson and Jaden Reed are out. But other than that, that's really it. Jordan Love might be a decent start because, you know, playing fairly well and he has a solid floor with this rushing but it's really all you're doing with the Packers and and the Panthers there's not really much to say it's Chuba Hubbard and that's about it honestly Adam Thielen had a great story at the beginning of the year but he hasn't really done a whole lot lately if you feel lucky you can give him a go but I don't know Bryce Young has not looked good that whole offense has not looked good outside of the volume of Chuba Hubbard It's really the only one I would have confidence in starting. And the confidence in that isn't very high either. The next game we have, it's a very important game. Browns and Texans, there's a lot of good games this week. For the Browns, Joe Flacco's been playing really well. Um, I think this game is gonna be a really balanced game. I don't think he's gonna need to throw it 40 times. um, But I think they'll be able to play well on the run game, enough volume in the pass game. We're going to be really balanced. Amari Cooper, Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, and Joku especially. Those guys you can start and feel pretty good about it. Um, But I don't think they're going to have huge games because I think the Browns defense is going to do really well against this Texans offense because CJ Stroud sounds like it's going to miss again. It's going to be their backup quarterback. Nico Collins is still dealing with injury. I think he's going to play, but I don't know how well he's going to play because he's still hurting. And this Browns defense is just so good. Um, the only one I would really feel okay about starting this week for the Texans is Singletary. They're running, they're running back, but I still don't know how comfortable I would be because the Browns defense is just so stout. And I don't know how often the Texans are going to be in scoring range. I have a, I have concerns for the Texans this week in this game. I think the Browns are going to win. and The Texans, with a loss, they're going to be stout still hanging on by a thread for playoff hope but i don't know if they're gonna make it with a loss this week which is unfortunate i love their story but they've been dealing with so many injuries the next game we have is the jaguars and the Bucks. another interesting one for the jaguars they're dealing with so many injuries as well kirk out um zay jones sounds like he's gonna miss as well all i really have left is calvin ridley and evan ingram and who's gonna throw them the ball? I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to play. I need him to clear concussion protocol. I have a league where he's been my QB in a 16-team league, and if he misses, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I really need him to play, but I don't know if he's going to play. He hasn't cleared yet. He's working through it. It's a possibility, but if he doesn't play, then I don't – I mean, the Buccaneers' defense is not good, so you can still start Ingram and Calvin Ridley, but I think lowered expectations for that course, you're starting Travis Etienne. He's he's fantastic, but I don't know if Lawrence is going to play. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Then for the Buccaneers, man, did Baker Mayfield have a great game last week? I don't think anyone saw that coming. He could do a similar thing this week because the Jaguars' defense has been playing very poorly lately. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin should feast. So you can start both of them. You can probably start Baker Mayfield as well if you have need for a streamer this week. And then Rashad White. Man, he's one of my favorite running backs of the whole fantasy season this year. I've tried to get him on so many teams, and I have not had success. But if you have him, you're loving him, you're starting him, he's going to play really well against the Jaguars. Next game, Cardinals and Bears. For the Cardinals, it's fairly straightforward. There's three guys, only three you're really wanting to start, and only one you have extreme confidence in. You're going to start Kyler Murray most likely because he has a solid floor with his legs, his rush game, um, and he's been playing decent, so you probably can feel okay starting Kyler Murray. And same with James Conner, mainly because of the volume he gets. He had a pretty good game last week. The Bears defense is pretty good, though, so maybe lowered expectations. But the main one you feel confident is Trey McBride. He has been a top five tight end over the past few weeks, especially since Kyler came back. He's just playing so good. They have such a good connection. So you start them and it doesn't matter who they're playing. Trey McBride is a start every week. And then for the Bears, um, I think they'll have their field day against the Cardinals defense. So Justin Fields, T.J. Moore will have fun this game. They're going to have a ton of volume, ton of work, ton of yards. And for their running backs, I don't know. It's interesting what they're doing. One week it's Foreman. One week it's Herbert. One week it's Johnson. Lately... Last week looked like it was Johnson, maybe, but I don't know if I really feel comfortable starting any of them because of we truly don't know who it's going to be every week. If I had to guess, I would guess it'd be Johnson this week, but who really knows other than their head coach. The next game, ooh, this is going to be a good one. 10-4 and 4 Cowboys, 10-4 and 4 Dolphins at the Dolphins. That's the key. For the Cowboys, man, they looked awful last week, but you got to take that with a grain of salt. You're still going to start everyone because they are so good. Dak, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamp, Jake Ferguson, you're starting them. You're loving it that you have them on your team. And for the Dolphins, I think Tyreek Hill's probably going to go, um, which is good because that just really runs their offense really well. Um, so you're going to start him. Waddle is a – you probably start Waddle too, even though – When Tyreek's been there, Waddle hasn't really done a lot. Waddle played really well last week and the week before whenever Tyreek was dinged up. But with Tyreek um, being 100%, Waddle's kind of been here and there not very consistent. But you're still going to start him because I think this game could put up some points. Cowboys usually don't play very well on the road, but they need to win to win this division. They still have hopes for that. Um, And then Mostert's going to have a – he just scores touchdowns. That's all he does. He just scores touchdowns. It's crazy. Um, and I think um, Devon Achan should have a pretty good game as well because I think the Dolphins are going to have to spread the ball around to everyone this game to make sure they get a win because they have to win to win their division as well. I don't know if about Tua, he's not been playing that great fantasy-wise. NFL-wise, he's been awesome. But fantasy-wise, I don't know. If I have another option, I might go that route. The next up... Patriots and Broncos. I think Ramondre is going to play this week. Um, so with that being the case, I don't know if I would start a Patriots running back because I don't know how much they're going to split because Zeke's played so well, so much volume, that they might be a 50-50 split down the middle. Broncos' run defense isn't the best. It's pretty weak. So if you have to start Ramondre, okay, I understand. But I wouldn't have high expectations, honestly. Um, and with the Patriots passing game, eh. Pop Douglas, maybe. Hunter Henry, maybe, if you have to, but I don't I don't like it. I don't like this Patriots offense at all. And for the Broncos, um, they're going against a good Patriots defense, so lowered expectations a little bit, but if you have to start Javante Williams, feel okay about it. Um, same with Cortland Sutton. He is Russell Wilson's favorite. Just go get it. Go get this deep ball um player jerry dude is okay but he hasn't really been involved as much and that's really all that you have any kind of confidence starting i would say lowered expectations for russell wilson a little bit because the patriots defense is so good um i think this is going to be a low scoring just physical kind of a game where the winner is going to be like a 13 10 win 13 7 something like that i think it's going to be low scoring and um you really just have confidence in Javante williams and Cortland sutton and that's still not high confidence. Now we have three games left. The Christmas Day games. And really, all three of these games have some interesting aspects to them. First, we'll go with the Raiders and the Chiefs. For the Raiders, I think Josh Jacobs is going to play, which is great for the owners of Josh Jacobs. He's, he'll keep a ton of volume like he always does. And Devontae Adams is going to get a ton of volume like he always does. He'll have Sneed on him. So maybe a little bit lowered expectations there but you're still starting him. He's still Devontae Adams. He's still great. I might look at Jacoby Myers as a possible um, sneaky flex play kind of a start because if Devontae Adams is having Sneed covering him all day, all game long, they might want to get to the open guy, which might be Jacoby Myers. So he might be a sneaky start if you need a little flex play type of guy. And for the Chiefs, Pacheco's going to come back and play, I believe. So C.H. is out of the picture. McKinnon will be involved on a little bit of third downs, but not really startable. It's going to be the Pacheco show. He's awesome. And the really only key for the Chiefs is Travis Kelsey, of course, but Rasheed Rice has played so well. He's finally arrived. We've been thinking that he was all year long. He's been increasing in volume a little bit, but not really paying off. And finally... He has been their guy. They're finally seeing, oh, he can actually catch the pass that I throw to him. So he is going to be a very good player, probably top 10 receiver this week against a not-as-great Raiders defense. So if you have a minor team, you're loving it. Next up, we have the Giants and the Eagles. Eagles really need to win this game and really need to start playing well. They haven't played well lately. For the Giants... It's fairly straightforward. You're going to start Saquon Barkley, even though maybe a little bit lower expectations. The Eagles' run defense has usually been pretty good. Um, and then Tommy DeVito might be a sneaky kind of a start because the Eagles' pass defense isn't that great, and I think the Giants are going to be kind of catch-up mode for a decent amount of this game. Um, and you might be able to start Darren Waller because it's one of the known things in fantasy. Start your tight ends against the Eagles. I don't know why the Eagles struggle so much against the tight ends. They do, and Darren Waller looked pretty decent last week, so he might have a big game this week, honestly. Um, and then their other pass catchers for the Giants, you, you're not really loving it. Wandale Robinson, Darius Slayton, they're off for fine. Um, Eagle Secondary has been their weak point, so if you have to, okay. Um, but I wouldn't have huge, huge confidence in them because they haven't really been great this year. Um, Tommy DeVito's kind of been spreading the ball around a little bit to Saquon, to Waller, to their wide receivers. Um, So I don't think anyone's going to be focused on. And for the Eagles, they need to win. So I think they're going to play very hard this week. Jalen was sick last week, but he still had a great fantasy game. So he's going to play well. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, even – I think even the run game is going to play well. I think DeAndre Swift – should be involved and should have a fairly good fantasy. I think their offense is going to focus in, hey, let's play well today. Let's put up some points and win. So I think everyone's going to be involved, even Goddard to a lower extent, um, but tight end is difficult. So you're probably going to start him. And then the game, possible Super Bowl preview, Monday night football on Christmas day. This is a Christmas gift for everyone. Ravens, 49ers, let's go. For the Ravens, what a terrible thing for Keaton Mitchell. I feel so bad for the kid. He's such a fantastic talent and just ripped his knee to shreds. He's done for the year. Man, I feel bad for him. I really do. Um, and Which causes the Ravens' backfield to be kind of interesting. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and that's about it. You can kind of feel okay starting Gus Edwards because he's their goal back, and Justice Hill's going to be their third down back. So maybe a flex kind of a guy. But with Lamar Jackson playing so well, lowered expectations for those running backs, um, I think this is going to be a huge Lamar, Isaiah Likely, Odell Beckham Jr., and Zay Flowers game. I don't think they're going to run the ball with their running backs very well, and I think this could be a sort of high-scoring type of game so lamar jackson is gonna to have to put on a superman cape he's gonna to have to win this game for him by flinging it to everyone and um a side note whoever wins this game quarterback is probably gonna win the mvp they're gonna be at least the front runners and then for the 49ers um man they are just so good You're, you start everyone every single player you start purdy you start mccaffrey you start iuk debo kittle All are solid starts this week in every single week because they're so good on offense. No one can really stop them other than my Minnesota Vikings, but that was because they had a lot of injuries. But still, we stopped them, and I'm holding on to that. Um, But other than that, yeah, you're starting everyone in this Ravens and 49ers game. It's going to be so, so, so much fun. All right, so for this week's Get Real segment, I wanted to focus in on the Christmas season, because, I mean, Christmas is here. It's here, and I would like to um, go over what it really means. Sure, giving gifts is fun, and seeing people's faces light up when you give them something nice, that's awesome. Especially with family and your kids seeing a new present, new toy, um, something new that they have, That's, that's fantastic. Really cool aspect of Christmas. The real thing about Christmas is Christ. You can't have Christmas without Christ, without Jesus Christ being born all those years ago. What it says in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That is what we celebrate. We celebrate Christ's birth. Without him, we'd have no hope. So for this Christmas season, I think we should focus in on that. Um, I know that me, myself, I try to, but I need to do more, honestly. It's never enough focusing on him, on our Savior, being born during this time of year. Um, and something that I've been doing lately, a tradition that I that I like, um, and it's been really nice to, to get a good understanding and remembrance of what this Christmas season is, um, is I'll grab my Bible and we'll read Luke chapter two, the birth of Jesus and that story. Just a good reminder. Hey, Christmas season, Christ was born. Let's read a story. Let's focus in on him. Then get to the fun stuff, the presents, the family, which family is another huge aspect of the Christmas season. We all should focus in on Christ, and then spending time with family, being present during this Christmas year, not just there, being engaged, having fun and enjoyment with your family and friends. And if you're having this Christmas season and you don't really have family where you are, um, then I would honestly, I would reach out to some close friends that you might consider family and see if um, they might invite you to their Christmas holiday. Because you shouldn't really spend Christmas by yourself. You should reach out to someone. Spend some time with some friends, maybe a local church, um, Bible study group you might have. Have some fun with family and friends and focus in on Christ and his birth this year and celebrating that for this Christmas season. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining in this week in our week 16 preview Um, If you have any questions fantasy-wise, then you can um, find me on the X. You can find me on my website. We have a free form you can join in, fantasyfootballcu.com, where I'd be happy to answer any questions you have and pray for you. We have a section for prayer. If you need something I could pray about, I would love, love to bring that request to our Lord and Savior. Also have a lot of courses that teach you about fantasy football. We have a huge sale going on right now till the end of the year for this Christmas season, 25% off of anything. So if you need to learn a little bit more in preparation for next year or if you're interested in possibly um, playing for the first time next year and you're just starting to get your feet wet into the fantasy season, this fantasy sport, then you can look into those courses and learn a lot and be prepared for next year. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining in this week. We will see you next week for week 17, the fantasy championship for a lot of teams. God bless you guys.